fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, Monday, ready to rock and roll. Start off a brand new week. Start off a brand new chapter here on the Voice of Reason. Welcome into the program. Great to have you along for the ride today for a Monday broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you, your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every day, although I will say, although, it is storming here in the Wichita area where we're at. Some thunder and some booming outside. And traditionally, (laughs) we have a tendency to have power issues because radio stations, for some reason, seem to be a beacon for lightning strikes. I don't know why. So we'll see how long we last before things start to get all haywire. But you know what? We live on the edge here on the show, and that's what we love to do. So we'll power through the best that we can when we can, and hopefully we don't go off for you on the show because we got a fun show today for you. I don't know about you. I'm a little hesitant to fly right now. Not just because there are mask mandates, not just because they're going to start implementing vaccine mandates, which we'll get to in a second, being the second-class citizen that we are, you know, you evil, terrible people choosing not to get the COVID-19 vaccine. I know what a horrible second-class citizen you are actually wanting to keep your freedom and not do what the government tells you to all the time. How dare you? How dare you? Outside of that, I don't know if you heard or not, but because of the shutting down of the pipeline, from a couple months ago because of the hackers, the oil pipeline that was going to the East Coast. Because of that, because of some of the distribution issues with COVID, there is a gasoline shortage. One of the reasons why we're seeing gas prices go up at the pump. Now, the other reason of that was because of inflation and because Joe Biden went from being energy independent like we were under Trump to going back to purchasing foreign oil, which made no sense. But that's what the Democrats like to do is usually things that don't make a whole lot of sense between that, between the inflation, between uh, just not liking energy and wanting to raise prices on that. And I want to remind you, by the way, that with fuel, any type of fuel, when we're like, oh, my gosh, it's so expensive at the pump, those evil oil rich gun uh, oil com- uh, companies. I want to remind you that near 60% of the price that you pay at the pump are taxes. They're not the profit from the oil company. They make some money, obviously, but 60% of what you pay at the pump is actually taxes. Local tax, state tax, federal tax. It's not just gouging you because the oil company wanted to make an extra buck on you, so they raised prices by 20 cents. That's not the way to – theirs is based on how much they're able to produce it and ship it and do everything else by the barrel, and then the taxes go on top of that. So don't be mad at the oil company. Be mad at the government for taxing you to death on that. And then, of course, inflation and everything else. There's a shortage of gas. And then I saw this headline on CNBC, and here's what it had to say. American Airlines warned about the fuel shortages around the country, asks pilots – to conserve. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm flying an airplane or I'm flying in an airplane, I don't want to be flying one because I don't know how to do that. But if I'm flying in an airplane, I don't want to be in one of those planes where the pilot's like, you know what? Our boss has told us to conserve some fuel because it's really expensive and we may not be able to fill up all the way there because there's a shortage. I think we're going to turn off the engine and coast for a little bit up in the air. (laughs) I don't, I, I mean... I don't know if they would do that. How do you conserve? Do you just, like, cut flights back? Do you, like, hit autopilot up in the air and just, like, let it coast and turn off the engine for a while? I know people that do that in vehicles. 
Oh, trust me. You want to see some hillbilly stuff there? Go out into the country and see how like you get a like 1970s pickup truck and you go really, really fast through town that doesn't have any stoplights. And then you turn off your gas and you turn off the engine, you coast through the entire town and you could save money. <laughs> I may or may not know a few friends that actually do stuff like that. So if that's what we're trying to do in the air, I don't know that I want to go flying anymore. Now, I haven't flown in, I don't know, a year or two, a couple of years, I guess. But I, uh, if we're trying to conserve fuel, I don't know what that actually consists of. Now, they talk about the fact that uh, they they have a shortage at the air at the airports for the airplanes and they can't quite fill up and they're talking about delaying and they have to wait for fuel to get there. And so we should be back and at it by, I guess, August-ish. But that's a scary thought. And again, may just have to wait for a little bit until I actually fly anywhere. Welcome into the show. we got the live stream going on all over the place. Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch.tv, also on LinkedIn. And uh, uh, we have our Parler. I haven't used Parler in a long time, but we do have the site there as well. Ourfreedombook.com, Instagram, TikTok, all of the all of the social media with the handle at Hoosier Reason and the website at HoosierReason.com. Coming up on the program today, bottom of the hour, we have uh, Cliff Oxford. He is the author of the book "The Redneck Rivery," the nationale or the rationale for the Trump phenomenon. We'll talk about what the Trump phenomenon was and where is it going from here. Is it staying within the party? Do we see it still moving forward? And what's going on? Donald Trump's been ostracized by the social media, pretty much kicked off of any type of platform on the interweb. However, still having a voice within the Republican Party, so they just can't get rid of him. So what's the future of the Trump phenomenon and the Trump movement? We'll talk about that a little bit later on the show. Are you concerned about flying after they actually advocate for the pilots to conserve energy? I, I mean, I wouldn't fly anyways right now because you have to wear a mask right now to fly, and I wouldn't do that anyways. But I'm telling you, the second-class citizen is coming, not with just air flight, but with COVID in general. If you don't get the vaccine, if you're not masking, you are now a second-class citizen. It's already happening according to California and according to foxnews.com. California has now passed or is working to pass the mandated vaccines for coronavirus, where if you're a state worker, a state employee in California, and we have a lot of listeners in California, so listen up because you should be raising hell. And, of course, this is Governor Gavin Newsom trying to save the state of California during his time of recall election to make himself look good and trying to protect humanity. And outside of the bigger metropolitan areas in California, there's a lot of conservative area that I'm sure is just pulling out their hair with some of this news. I know a lot of people that are doing that right now. Here's the headline from Fox News. California state employees and health care workers will now need to show proof that they've gotten the COVID-19 vaccine or get tested weekly under new mandates. The new rule, which will take effect starting next month, which is a week away, by the way. They don't say in a week. They're like, no, at the end of the month, beginning of next month, you got plenty of time. Oh, wait, that's five days away. Comes as the state looks uh, to slow the rising number of COVID-19 infections and hospitalizations, primarily affecting those who are not vaccinated under the number of new cases is still well below the peak. So let me get this straight. The cases are still well below the peak. All the charts that show what the p- potential peak of this surge could be is only like maybe a quarter of what the peak was before. But yet we need to vaccinate and we need to mask. We see Dr. Fauci now coming out telling people to wear the mask, even if you're vaccinated. My response is then what the hell is the point of getting the vaccine? If the mask works, which it doesn't, by the way, but if the mask works, then why are you getting vaccinated? Because now you need to get the vaccine and wear the mask, according to Dr. Fauci. What's the point of the vaccine? Now, I found an interesting piece, and it was an opinion piece out of the Wall Street Journal. 
talking about science because what do you hear from the naysayers about the mask, uh, the ones that are totally about the mask, the ones that are totally about the vaccine? And if you don't, they don't. They're just not like you know. You do your thing, and I'll do mine, and we'll live happily ever after. No, there's is if you don't do what we want you to, then you're literally wanting to kill people because you're a selfish jerk. I, there are surprisingly more individuals that have that mindset than what you would expect. It's not you do you and I do me, and if you don't do what I want you to, then I'll just stay away and live my life. It's no. You need to do what I'm wanting you to do by wearing the mask and getting the vaccine. And if you don't, then you are a horrible human being that just wants people dying in the streets. And they use the idea of science. Well, I believe in science. Remember that? That was Joe Biden's tweet during the election. I believe in science and Donald Trump doesn't. It's simple, folks. Remember? Hey, come on, man. Just get the vaccine. Come on, man. Yeah, now that's the same guy that said he wouldn't get the vaccine if Donald Trump came out with the vaccine. But now we need to get the vaccine because he's telling us to do so instead of Donald Trump and everything's going to be hunky-dory. But they they base it just on science. It's, it's Science says so. Now, unfortunately, for those that actually understand a little bit about science, science is not a settled thing. Science is like philosophy. Science is like religion. Science is like everything else you can look at it and interpret it different ways and science is never settled if science was settled then back in the middle ages we would have can uh, just kept the consensus that the earth was flat although there is a new rising movement that people thinking the earth is flat you should follow them on tiktok they're really hysterical they're like we have proof that the earth is flat and look at this you know there's antarctica is the barrier for the world so the water doesn't tip off the earth and actually fall into space <laughs> I follow them. They're quite entertaining. They're hilarious. But if science was settled, then we would never have changed the mindset that the earth was flat. If science was settled, we never would have changed the mindset that the universe and the sun and the stars revolve around the earth. If science was settled, we would still think that, I don't know, that the sky was red because someone said so one day and everything was all hunky-dory. Science is never settled. Science always evolves. Science understands things, and it grows as we learn more about things. I mean, what was the smallest thing that we thought before? Remember, it was the atom, and it was the uh, the atom and the nucleus of the atom, and then the different protons, that uh, the neutrons and the protons that revolved. Yeah, I remember my seventh grade science class. How about you? But I remember that. That's not the smallest thing in the world now. If science was settled, we would never know about black energy out in the universe. I know. There's some really cool stuff out there. But if science was settled, we would never continuously evolve and have a better understanding of the world around us. So science continuously evolves, but it's how you interpret it. Now, I've told you this many times before, but the way science is done today is even different, which is why we need to look at how the science is done in order to interpret what the science actually says. Back in the day, and if you remember your science class back in 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th grade, you would have a hypothesis. I believe the sky is blue. And then you would use that hypothesis to run a series of tests and then find the result and be like, wow, I was right because of X, Y, and Z and these parameters, or I was wrong because I ran these tests and they came out with this result based on these parameters. It's not how science is done nowadays. I hate to break it. Some is, but if it's government involved in any way, shape, or form, whether it's the government funding it or government using it, that's not how science is done. The way science is done now is they come to a scientist in a university that's funded by the government, state government, federal government. They come to the professor and they say, hey, we need a test done. 
with this result. We need a test done that has this answer at the end. Craft the test however you want to to come up with this result so we can use it as a study to say science proves X, Y, and Z. And here's a million-dollar grant for you to do it. That's how science is done nowadays. It's not trying to test the good and bad and everything in between to test it and see if it works. No, no, no. It's here's what the end result needs to be. Now craft the test to make it work that way. So then they come to the media and they come to the press conferences and they say, hey, the science is settled. 99% of scientists believe in climate uh, man-made climate change. Look at this. Science uh, confirms that the little cloth mask that doesn't stop anything will stop the most deadly virus in human history with the COVID-19 pandemic. Look at this. Science has confirmed it. That's science today. There's a piece out of the Wall Street Journal in the opinion section about science as a philosophy versus science as an institution. Two very different things because while the other side starts bickering to you about we believe in science, we believe in science, they look at a small fraction of the science and say, look at the evidence here. It's just like looking at stats or inflation rates or taxation in the world of politics to where a conservative can look at it and be like, wow, taxes are way too high. And look at that. Those numbers continue to go up based on inflation and what it's going to do to the economy. Democrats look at it and say, wow, look at that. It's almost there. We're not quite there yet. And look at that. Those evil rich people aren't paying their fair share. Two completely different perspectives on a single bit of information. That's science today. So don't use the argument of the science is settled. Did I believe in science? Because that just means you're using it as a philosophy where you have no idea what you're talking about and you're just using it to twist it to your own very own opinion. And I'm not okay with that. Let's get back to the real science. What do you say? Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. 24 minutes past the hour. Welcome back into the program. By the way, I don't know if you noticed or not, if you are watching the live stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter.com, uh, Twitch.tv, also on the website at HoosierReason.com, we are slowly but surely upgrading some of the features on here, and we got some new flashy things on the show. Make sure to check that out. That's kind of awesome. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Cliff, uh, Cliff Oxford. He'll be joining us talking about the Trump phenomenon. Where do we go from here with the Trump movement? That'll be interesting to see, and we'll have some fun with that one. Uh, saw a comment on the stream, which you can do also at the Podbean, if you download the Podbean app, where we have our podcast as well. You can also listen to the live stream on there and leave some comments. You can also email me, network at gmail.com. It seems like they're reverse engineering the scientific method nowadays. They are. They're doing it completely 180 degrees backwards, which is what most progressives do anyways. But that's how science is done nowadays. You don't have the high, gee, I think this, so therefore let me test that theory by running a bunch of tests and trying to debunk it. It's kind of like when you go ghost hunting. For anybody that's gone ghost hunting, and yes, uh, Mrs. Voice of Reason and I have done that many times. We ran a team ourselves. It's very fascinating. Another topic for another time. But what you do is when you believe a place is haunted, a house, a venue, or whatever, then you go in there and you use all the equipment to try to debunk it. All right, there's a weird sound. Is it a pipe ticking? Is it a window that's being scratched by a tree? Is it a cat that's clawing at the carpet? What's going You try to debunk the idea. That's the way science is supposed to be done. It's not nowadays. Again, the universities get the grant money, a million dollars from the federal government. Hey, hey, guess what? Shh. We need this. We need this result. We need this test. We need this science to show that this is what's going on. So that way we can promote this legislation. We have a bunch of money coming in here. We need to, you know, give this money to certain companies that are rubbing our backs. They donated to my campaign. Got to make sure they're all happy. All right, good. Good. Year later. Look at this. We have the the science that is settled. COVID-19 vaccines work 60% of the time. The Delta variant's more contagious. It's less deadly. Shut up. Can't say that. It's more contagious. Wait a second, the peak's going back up. It's nowhere near the peak before. It's like 20% of what the peak was at this peak of this different surge of COVID. But we need to be scared and get the vaccine. Therefore, the state of California, all you healthcare workers and all you State Department workers and state employees, you need to get the vaccine or you need to prove and do weekly or daily tests with COVID-19 testing. At least 238,000 state employees and 2 million healthcare workers across the public and private sectors will be subject to the new mandate, according to Fox News. I, I, I'm i just using my little psychic sensors right now. I'm guessing there's going to be litigation there. Or maybe not. I don't know. I mean, healthcare workers, what, like only 30% have actually gotten vaccinated within the healthcare industry. I, I don't remember. Don't quote me on that number. It was like 30, 40%. It was ridiculously low of the number of actual healthcare workers that have not gotten the vaccine because maybe they know what's in it. Maybe they're concerned as well. They, I don't know. But a lot of healthcare worker people working in the healthcare industry bombarded by COVID nineteen pandemic uh, 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 individuals, patients right now have not gotten the COVID nineteen vaccine. So you're going to mandate hospitals on what to do with their employees. I'm sensing litigation there. Could be wrong, but my little psychic spidey senses are telling me there's going to be litigation. But of course, it's going to go to the California. Supreme Court, they're going to rule in favor of the government because it's a pandemic and you get to, you know, ignore human rights and individual personal choices when it comes to a health crisis for the pan, uh, for the community. And therefore, you just need to go along with it. Why can't you just get on board and do what we tell you to do? Because science is now a philosophy as opposed to an institution. 
And that's where we're at today. I'm telling you, the second-class citizen is coming. And it's not just California. It's going to be everywhere. Businesses trying to implement mask mandates again. State governments all over the country, right here in the state of Kansas where I'm at. Our Democrat governor trying to find a way to implement it again. Luckily, our state legislature put a kibosh on that in the legislative session this year. But states looking at it again. It's coming back. When Fauci says, well, we don't want to, but I kind of recommend when he says that, that means it's time again. Vaccinated people getting to wear masks all over again, which reiterates the question, why would you get the vaccine in the first place if you still have to wear the mask? Because the mask works so well, we still have the virus spreading to vaccinated people. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on your Monday, the greatest day of the entire week. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care. It's the day that sets the tone for the entire week. I'm the eternal optimist. I am super excited. Let's get this ball rolling. What do you say here on The Voice of Reason? Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time, because that's what we do. Uh, Cliff Oxford, not able to get a hold of him right now. We've had some interesting, uh, but we were trying a new program for this. I had never done this before, but apparently there's like a Google Meet, kind of like a Zoom thing. We tried getting connected on there, wasn't able to do so, so I'm going to try and get him on the phone here in just a minute. Love to talk to Cliff, but I was trying something different, trying to get up with technology. Come on, Andy, get with the 21st century. I've told you, I was definitely born in the wrong time era. <laughs> definitely born in the wrong time era for a guy using technology for a radio program every single day i have a very difficult time with uh, technology sometimes we use skype sometimes on the program and you can see the live video uh, uh there on the live stream that we do on social media and on tv as well but we were trying to do google meetings and uh which was really kind of neat and it, it wasn't quite, quite working or i was on the wrong channel or he was on the wrong channel i don't know but we didn't get connected so we'll try and get him on the show here in just a little bit but that's all right because it's a Monday and we have some things to kind of set the tone for this week. Because as we talk about California with the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, we have some really cool stuff coming up this weekend. Hold on as I slide across the studio and back. Uh, let's see. Mike Cargile. He is a congressional candidate for the state of California. He'll be joining us on Wednesday this week 
to talk. And I want to pick his brain on some of the politicking that's going on in the state. Plus, you may know this guy, too. He's a great uh, social media influencer, if that's what you call him nowadays, a podcaster and a new author and also candidate in, I believe, the state of Virginia, West Virginia, but Graham Allen. Graham Allen, he's a big uh, social media guy. I follow him. He's a great dude. We have him on the program on Thursday this week, too. So we got some really, really cool guests coming out on the program. You're not going to want to miss a single day of this week. Uh, so as we talk about California, I would now I was not aware of this. So please help me out because I was not, I'm assuming this started in California, as I'm sure, because they're new, they're hip, they're woke, they're retro, whatever you want to call them. But there are, there's a new headline from Fox News about congressional Republicans that are proposing a bill to ban federal-funded universities to get money that offer the abortion pill to students. Oh, hold on here. Now, I'm assuming this started in California because they just give everything out there. Heck, they give drugs to, uh, to homeless bums out there just because we'd rather you do it in a controlled setting as opposed to overdosing underneath a bridge. But yet we can't get, you know, uh, insulin. Yet we can't get cancer. So not that I want free health care because that's not what I want because that's stupid because, you know, having a universal health care system is one of the dumbest things that you could possibly do. But if you're going to give stuff out, fill in the blank. But here's the story from Fox News. Republicans in the House and Senate proposed a measure on Wednesday last week that would revoke federal funding for colleges that provide the abortion pill. I, 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 I Look, I've been in college. Let's see. It was 2007 to 2009. I did two years of a four-year state university. Didn't do very well. And then left that to go into broadcasting school because apparently I couldn't do it in the educational higher ed type of situation and environment. Because we're just those hillbillies that just don't do good in the higher education. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, I don't remember getting that memo from the university saying that if you knock somebody up, they automatically get the abortion pill if you offer it to them at the state university. I didn't know that was a thing. Now, that's been close to 10 years, I guess-ish. No, it's been more than that. Let's see, 2009, or 2007 to 2009, that would have been, yeah, it would have been 10 years. Holy cow, I feel really old today. Thanks very much for that reminder. Back then, I don't remember hearing about an abortion pill. Maybe that's a new thing at state universities. Now, believe what you want to about abortion. I'm not here to tell you one right, one wrong, whatever, but it's a personal choice that needs to be done with doctors and the family and yet you're going to tell a 19 year old freshman or 20 year old sophomore or whatever that's going to college that if you get pregnant then you can just go and take the abortion pill is there a form you got to fill out is there some type of approval you need to get from the parents like i did not know this was a thing this is kind of blowing my mind for a second here as republicans are wanting to end federal funding for these state universities now that's not going to happen democrats control congress right now we still have Title IX, or uh, what is it, Title X, whatever it is with the abortion uh, for the uh, Planned Parenthood and that sort of thing. So it's not going to go anywhere. It's a good measure that Republicans are bringing an awareness to this because people like me were not aware this kind of thing was actually going on. The bill, quote, be another important step in the right direction to help save the lives of the unborn and protect the safety of our girls, according to Congresswoman Mary Miller from Illinois. She, along with Representative Chip Roy from Texas and Senator Steve Daines from Montana, proposed the legislation as Congress deliberates over what's included in the federal budget for next year. Two things here. Number one, I'm really glad we're finally, finally starting to talk about appropriations process at the federal level on what's going to be included in the next federal budget. 
And this is an interesting topic that I didn't think was going to be included because I didn't know it was actually there. What I expected the conversation to look like was going to be extension of the COVID-19 unemployment benefits because the economy's just not there yet. Additional stimulus payments because, well, the economy's just not there and people aren't back to work yet. Even though we have a labor shortage and record number of jobs available across the nation, they we don't have it quite. We need another stimulus. I'm assuming that they're going to talk about an extension of the child tax credits being automatically deposited into your checking account, even if you didn't formally qualify to actually get the child tax credit prior to. It's just now not a tax credit, but just a handout for you to take care of your children because they wanted to go to the uh, and I get it. Child care is very expensive, but they wanted to go to child care and for K through 12 or, you know, kindergarten and preschool and programs and and other sort of things of daycare uh, for every day. They want it to go towards that. So it's going to go from a child tax credit to just the what? Universal basic income. Those are the conversations that are being had, I'm sure, and that we need to have. But if this is going on, then sure, try to include it. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to be included. we got to be realists here as conservatives. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to be included. But we need to bring the awareness because maybe there's going to be enough people that see this and say, the heck, man, I didn't know this was actually happening. The part of the bill is titled the Protecting Life on College Campus Act of 2021. Could we at least be a little more creative on those? I know Democrats try to be like, you know, the Save America bill to make it all sound heart throbbing and heart bleeding. But at the same time, like uh, protecting life on college, we could be a little more <laughs> creative as conservatives. I think that's our one downfall is that we don't appeal to the general public in a very creative and entertaining way sometimes. The House version reads, quote, no federal funds may be awarded to any institution of higher education that hosts or is affiliated with any school-based service site that provides abortion drugs or abortion care to students of the institution or to the employees of the institution or site. It's cute. It's great. I support it. It's not going to go anywhere. But let's look a little bit deeper here, shall we? Let's understand what kind of environment we're creating at the universities. What's the big threat right now, according to the left, at state universities? Right now, it's ultra-masculinity. Ultra, I know, I know. It's white privilege and it's ultra-masculinity. If you are a white individual, you're already privileged and you need to apologize for that in your white privilege confession booth and you need to go to confessions and you need to apologize to the minority race and all this other garbage. The second part is if you're a male that's white, then you are an ultra-masculine guy that's just trying to do what you can to appeal to the opposite sex because you know, hormones are running rampant at 19 and 20 years old. I know it's a wild thought. But there's ultra-masculinity by guys doing stupid stuff trying to gain the attention of the female species because that's what it is, an entirely different species. And if it didn't work, we would have died out and gone extinct thousands of years ago. <laughs> but... That's the way we gain the attention of the female race is to do stupid things, to be the adrenaline junkie, to try and start fights, to try and be macho, to try. I guess nowadays it's like you can play video games really well or something. I don't know. Or like sniffing condoms or eating Tide Pods. I don't know what the cool hip thing is because I'm totally old. I've just realized I'm not a date now. But there's got to be a way for guys to attract the female species. Because that's just the way biology works. But if you do that now, then you're an ultra-masculine jerk and need to go to the ultra-masculinity confession booths. Now, take that mindset that men are evil 
and that there's rape culture going on on campus and that every woman is going to get raped there. Every woman is going to be harassed there. Every woman is going to be molested there because that's what the left tries to play off. And it does happen. Don't get me wrong. It does happen, which is why instead of trying to belittle the men, we should try to teach how to defend the women and have women defend themselves with certain, you know, the rape tests or the uh, the drug tests to make sure they're not getting, you know, roofied or, you know, personal responsibility or I don't even the wild concept of being able to conceal carry on campus so they can protect themselves that way or wearing a taser or something. We should be empowering these women. But instead, we have the men that are just being belittled all the time. Now, you go to the university with that mindset. Rape culture, harassment, sexual molestation, whatever else. The men are always evil. They're always going to be attacking the women. Then you say, you get a girl pregnant. We have services right here to give you an abortion on the spot and give you a pill. You don't even have to tell your parents. For the commonsensical thinking-minded individual, let me ask you, does that further incentivize or does that desensitize the male from wanting to attack the woman? I'm assuming that if you're a guy wanting to attack a woman because you don't know how to control yourself and you're kind of a jerk, and now you have a free pass of even if I rape someone, then all they got to do is get an abortion and they'll be fine. I don't have to worry about anything. I'm assuming that's going to incentivize more of the culture that the left says that they actually want to get rid of. But they do everything opposite in order to stop it by actually not allowing women to conceal and carry, by actually not providing, you know, abortion pills and just saying personal responsibility, make sure you're protected as in protected of, you know, using a firearm or making sure you don't get roofied because of individual responsibility. We get rid of that, give them an abortion pill and be like, gee, I wonder why there's such a crazy rape culture on campus. Again, the left side just a little bit loony here, aren't they? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is concerning how much that we have divided ourselves and just done really, really dumb things. I've never, never anticipated. Now, again, I'm a millennial. I'm 32 years old. I don't like to say that very often because I get a lot of, you know, uh, shunning from the talk radio industry and from listeners because, well, you're young, you're inexperienced, you don't know what you're talking about. And I worked really, really hard to try and prove that otherwise by proving we know what we're talking about and we can keep it entertaining and enlightening all at the same time by trying to represent this new generation. Regardless, being a millennial, and even though I'm a little bit on the younger level, I guess-ish, although I don't feel it today by any means, my curiosity has now been piqued of what is the next victimization of society going to be? And I'm being sarcastic. At the same time, I'm being serious as well. What is the next form of identity victimization going to be? We've already done the race thing. We've already done the gender thing. We've already done the skin color thing. We've already done the religion thing. We've already done the not just gender thing, but now the ultra genderism of like ultra masculinity and based on your hormones. And if you're trying to, you know, do the normal thing of doing stupid stuff to appeal to a female or vice versa. Uh, I mean, come on. Don't don't tell me that women don't go out of their way to attract men either. Right. Wear something a little bit skimpy, you know, flaunt a little bit, you know, walk a little bit slower. Yeah. Come on. You know that women try to appeal to men just as much as men, you know, try to jump off roofs with a skateboard to try to appeal to women. I don't know how it's attractive, (laughs) but women are like, oh, my gosh, he's so stupid. I think I'm going to date the guy. (laughs) You know, it's it's like trying to date uh, an athlete, the meathead. Hey, how the gingle? Yeah, yeah, I ran really good. Yeah, I threw the ball and I caught it and then I got tackled and I ran really hard. Yeah, it's good. Uh, That's like the interview of of an athlete after a game. And then the women are like, oh, my gosh, he's so awesome. I don't get it, but women do the same thing to guys. So after all of the, what could possibly be next? I don't know because you know what's going to happen right now. It's or right now I take that back. Right now the latest is of course the COVID thing, because now it's the identity politics. But then it's also if you're a mask wearer or an anti-masker of what they call a bear face in society today. Bear face. And then it's the vaccine. Of trying to isolate you, you haven't been vaccinated, so therefore you're part of the second class as well. So we're going to divide you from there. But between race, between religion, between gender, between sexual orient- uh, orientation, between lifestyle of firearms or non-firearms, of, uh, uh, I don't know, driving certain cars, if you drive a Prius or if you drive a truck, if you actually uh, have a generator or a non-generator, if you eat certain foods, if you get the vaccine, if you wear the mask, they've marginalize people to such tiny little fractions. Number one, it's not sustainable, which is why the Democrats are imploding right now. But I'm curious, and you can email me at network at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment on the social streams right now with the, uh, with the live feed. What is going to be the next identity politics of victimization? I'm a victim. You're evil over there. We don't like you. 
We're going to marginalize you. We're going to silence you. We're going to keep you from actually participating in the norm and the cool parts of society. I don't know what it is, but something will come up. Don't worry. Something will happen, and we'll just have to kind of go along and shake our head and call them dumb for doing it all over again. But the race thing's always going to be kind of the base, the, the base common denominator here. There was a new book that apparently has come out by a quote-unquote New York Times bestselling author, Robin D'Angelo, where she goes off on racist things and talks about how white privilege and uh, white people are evil and so on and so forth. She's written a book about how if you're in comedy and a stand-up comedian, that comedy is a way to excuse racism because then you, what they call stepping up and actually making it more exaggerated for the comedy, is that you actually get to excuse racism by being a stand-up comic. This is what this lady says, this Robin D'Angelo, the quote-unquote New York Times bestseller. She says, according to Fox News, declaring that if it's okay to quote-unquote punch up by mocking white people, that's okay. But it's racist to mock people of color in stand-up comedy by punching up the stories about minority individuals. Comedy is, I think, an excuse to be racist, right? She told during a podcast interview. The white fragility author uh, she said, quote, I think TV shows like Family Guy and South Park and maybe a little bit of The Simpsons allow white people to be racist self-consciously. Like, I know I'm being racist and therefore it doesn't count and it's okay. Now, I don't know if you realize what the purpose of comedy is and, and stand-up comedy is to actually expose cultural issues to make fun of them and to challenge the way culture works and society works because that's what comedy does in a lighthearted, funny way, but it's supposed to make you think all at the same time. So if you're talking about those issues, it's to bring an awareness to the issue, not to actually just make fun of certain people. Although some people do that in stand-up comedy and sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not from everybody. Again, I'm the drunken Irishman that likes to brawl. Guess what? Ha <laughs> ha! It's kind of funny. It's also kind of true. <laughs> but nothing's okay. What's the next victimization going to be on identity politics? Who knows? Only time will tell. That does it for us today. Podcast going up a little bit. We got a heck of a show lined up for you the rest of the week. Stay tuned in here. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.